Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Thursday, February 4th, Pure Hoops podcast. Um, It's been a heck of a basketball week, BJ. Before we dive in, uh, how are you and what is the latest from the left coast? All is good and um, we can't complain. You know, the Lakers are on the road out here and and the the Clippers are on the road. So all is good. And I know you guys got a little, little snow out on the east coast a little man stay warm you know you guys are shoveling yourself out so we can't complain and um you know here we are on a thursday afternoon talking a little basketball i can't think of anything better or anything better to do at this time well i appreciate that and uh i'm gonna go take a needed walk after this as uh temperatures are above freezing today and we're starting to to thaw out. So a, a lot of really good stuff um, from the week. And and I, I want to move quickly through. Um, on uh, Tuesday, I watched the full Nets Clippers game on a bit of a delay. We had, uh, I, I know you, you, you like to get my, my updates from, from elsewhere. We had the one and only Cheryl Swoops with a late taping with the guys oh, wow. on Tuesday. And oh, wow. that was so good. And she was not only just like thrilled to be on with them, but like really sharing some interesting things from her career, uh, the way the WNBA has unfortunately not treated their alum and ex-players the same way the NBA has with events, all-star activations. And, you know, she may have had a little bone to pick, but it was really interesting, like Matt and Stack interacting with her. And then she was like really emotional about certain things from her life and her career. And it was a great convo. So by the time I was done with that, the game was probably about halftime. I said, I, I want to watch this full game. And we had Celtics Warriors coming up afterward. And um, I want to dig into it. This was a heck of a basketball game um, for where we are in the season and where the Nets are with still figuring out who they're going to be collectively. But uh, I want to start first. What was your uh, reaction to the game? Uh considering how well the Clippers have been playing. I don't want to read too much into the Brooklyn Nets. And and the reason being is because I think we all agree, or at least I agree, that this team should be respected as a potential championship caliber ball club. I want to say that first. Mm-hmm. Have they played with the consistency that I'm looking for to say that they 
should be taking whatever consideration you want to put, however you want to, you know, are, are, are they are they playing championship caliber basketball at this point in the season? The answer is no. I like what I see. I like, and I want to take everything into consideration. Like I, I always have to remind myself, this team was just put together a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> okay. In saying all of that, You know, I, I, I have a lot of questions. Not whether or not they're going to win enough games in the regular season because their talent, they will be able to outscore most. But when you start talking about a championship, and I'm looking at them only through a championship lens, I have, I have some serious questions. I have some serious questions. And it has nothing to do what they're doing on the offensive end. I have no doubt on my mind they're going to be able to score 100 points, whether it's now or in the playoffs. Will they consistently defend at a high enough level that will allow them to reach their full potential, which is to win the NBA Finals? I have real concerns there. And I think they have concerns there if they're realistic about themselves. So when I watched them, I said, well, you know, they have three, arguably, top ten. They have three top ten players. What yeah. team in the league they shouldn't be able to beat? Like, am I supposed to, like, say, wow, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets are playing well? Like, they have three of the top ten players in the NBA on one team. When they lose games, I'm probably more surprised than when they beat the Clippers. Like, I watched them lose the other night, I think it was 149 to 146 to the Washington Wizards. Oh, the crazy game to, on Sunday night. Yeah. Up uh, up five. Beal makes a three. Turnover. Westbrook. Ball finds Westbrook. He makes a right. three. The problem there, so, not that moment. The problem there is giving up all those points. Yeah. So, I'm more surprised with that ending than I am with them beating the Clippers because oh and I'm not saying you should be surprised my uh my, my thought was uh Clippers playing great ball and the Nets able to against a very good team who has championship aspirations uh were able to find the right formula and the right combinations and play well enough defensively to beat a team of that caliber so um, what, what I am curious to get your take on, and it's something that I'm guilty of, I didn't think James Harden would want to or be capable of evolving his game this quickly to fit his new environment and pieces around him. And I've been blown away by, um, and, and despite him not being in, uh, optimal game condition yet which we've talked about uh just blown away by how he's played and he's he's making those better around him on the offensive end defensively he, he did he did battle in the post the other night and he's, he's taking pride in what he's doing uh how well he's doing it is a different story but uh the the the, the effort is the effort is there but quickly harden the ball in his hands now being much more of a facilitator, uh, what are you seeing and liking from him? 
James Harden is a player. Like I, I, I'm never concerned about skilled players because they'll find a way. If you're a player, you will find a way. And the one thing that will always remain consistent <clears throat> about professional basketball is good players will always find a way to mess their talents with other good players. So this is of no surprise to me. James Harden is a very, very talented player. Now, he has really perfected the art, if you will, of playing isolation basketball in today's game. Like, that's something we haven't seen at this level with the, um, I mean, he's been doing this for years now where he just ISO, ISO, ISO to now where he is arguably one of the best isolation players. Probably you got to put him up there with the best of the best who's played. You know, I don't know where he ranks, but he's up there somewhere. I mean, he, without question, he can play isolation basketball. Now, elite, elite, all time yeah, elite isolation player. Yeah, he, he, he he's in that category i don't care what era he can play isolation basketball now the thing as i watch this team what do i see james harden has taken on a responsibility that the other two haven't done yet which is james harden is managing time and score that to be is something that anyone who's watched James Harden play, you didn't know if he could or couldn't do it because when he did have the ball, as much as he had the ball in his hand, he he always, you know, he 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 always, you know, looked to score. You know, you didn't know, you didn't know. If he was aware of the time in score, but now you're watching him, yeah, and he's managing the game, which is great because it's needed. You know, Kyrie, he looks like a point guard, but the guy gets 35 shots in one game, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, they're they're creating their own formula. Okay. Of, uh, so clearly, Kyrie. there. Yeah, Kyrie is like, this is what I do. Yeah. Kevin Durant. He has we know, stated. We know what there, he does. We know what he does. So James Harden has made an effort to say, okay, this is what these other guys do. He's managing time and score. Now. Now I can kind of see, okay, this is what James does. Kyrie's going to score. Now he's a scoring point guard. Okay. KD is going to do what KD do, does. And now they're going to figure it out. Now, they're going to win their fair share of games, no doubt about it. But again, I'm being very picky here because I'm looking at this team with the one lens, how do they win the final game of the season? Yep. I'm not sure if the the five that they currently have on the floor at the end of the games is enough to win the the the, the final game of the season. So, and okay. you you lead and you you lead me to one of the things on my list 
you know, the other night and, to close the game, they go small with Joe Harris, Jeff so, Green, and the three of them. I'm not sure if that is enough yeah. to win the final game of the season. Now, I've seen them make adjustments, in particular, James Harden. Someone's got to manage the time and score of a championship caliber team. Everyone just can't run around and score points. Now, James Great has point. shown that. Check. Yep. James has shown that he can take take his game down a little bit to get, okay, check. They've all seemed like they are open to making this work. Check. They're committed to it. Clearly, it's check. their idea. They've bought into whatever the coaches are saying. Check. Now, are they executing to do it yet? Not yet, but, but they're all saying the right thing. That's a, that's a start. That's a step. As I watch this team, I'm not sure that the players who are currently on the floor, all five of the players, if that is enough to win the last game of the season versus the other teams that I've seen in the league. Great that's, point. That's what I've seen. And that, and that's so again, there's a lot to be there's a lot of basketball to be played, but they are willing to figure out whatever it is they got to do to to get it done. So it's interesting to see what that final unit and rotation is going to look like. DeAndre Jordan only played 16 minutes the other night. Jeff Green's been playing more at that small ball five spot. So um, something to keep an eye on. Quickly on the Clippers. Um, despite the loss, and we're only in February with the season that just started six weeks ago. Um, they look really good. So... Through your lens, what's the difference between this year's Clippers and last year's Clippers? Mind you, last year there were two version, different versions of the Clippers. Well, Pre-stoppage yes. and, and bubble I, I version. think most of us are referring to what happened in the bubble. Yep. Okay, the Clippers up until the final three games of the season were on course. It's not like the, the Clippers went Hayward and they were delivering or performing to the level that we thought they were going to perform. The Clippers were playing outstanding basketball prior to the stoppage. The Clippers, they get in the bubble. They're up 3-1, looking like everything was on course to be in the Western Conference Finals. They were playing really good basketball. In spite of the Lou Williams lemon check, lemon pepper <laughs> Lemon pepper wings, LPW. Then Montrez missed a significant amount of time. They had an injury. Lost his grandmother. He was out for like 30 days. Pat Bev injured. Yep. Okay. So in spite of all of that, they were up 3-1. Yep. In spite of. Not because of. Three chances. In spite of. Three chances to close out and go to the Western Conference Finals. And let's call it like it is, because that's what we do here. The kid, um, Paul George, wasn't playing his best basketball. And in spite of all of these things, Mm -hmm. they are still up 3-1, and things look comfortable. They got three games to win one game heading into the conference finals versus the Lakers who had already closed their series out. 
So I don't have a problem with the the Clippers the way they played last year. I didn't have a problem with anything how they played in the bubble. They did not finish the deal to get to the conference finals because we as NBA fans, as NBA basketball lifers like you and I, we were expecting to at the very least for this team to get to the conference finals. Now all of a sudden is this we're acting as if this team is playing like different than they played a year ago. This team is not afraid of the Lakers. Paul George is not afraid of LeBron James. There aren't many players that we can say that can say, you know what? I like that matchup. Yep. He can do that. Paul George, you know, he's taking a lot of flack about, Playoff, he, so forth and so on. Paul George is a very, very capable player of averaging 30 in a series. He's very he's, capable. He, I don't he care what... It, he's, he's done it. He did it in the he, past. He, he, he did it in he did it okay. in Indiana. And I don't think people understand from last year. Sorry to cut you off. Just to add more context, like Paul George didn't have a preseason with his new team. Like he was never in that rhythm. And ultimately, the lack of on-court time together... Um, I think was one of the reasons why they couldn't figure out how to get it done, despite all of the things that you cited before, which were working against them. So, you know, now. So let's talk this season. But Paul George, you know, I was in the arena when that injury was sustained during USA basketball trials. Oh, wow. In Vegas. Okay. Summer 2014, which was somewhere around there. I was in the arena when that happened. Okay. Damn. So all of the things about Paul George, you know, toughness and all those things. Well, let's throw that out the window because anyone who comes back from an injury like that to get back to the level that he's at. Yeah. I'm going to roll with that. Okay. And I know it's, and I get it. The, the social media is one world. What we're yeah, talking, we're talking about, about reality. We're talking, yeah, about, we're talking reality. about reality. It's yeah. a different. Okay, yeah. so I get it. Yeah, Paul George is very capable and should be taken very seriously because he's he can go off at any time. He, he he can go get you forty or fifty points in a game. He can go get it now. I think this team clearly they had some issues with their chemistry of their team. I don't know what it was, right? I don't know if it was a it was a player or players or they just needed a chain, but clearly they needed something, right? And, and, and by the looks of it, from the outside looking in, because I don't know, and I, I'm not in that locker room, seemed like they needed to hear a different voice. Because Doc Rivers is an excellent coach. He's one of the... I'm going to be conservative. He's one of the top three coaches in the NBA right now. He's an excellent coach. He's won an NBA championship. He's excellent what he's what he does. He's excellent at what he what he what he do day in and day out. And you look at Philadelphia right now. They're playing fantastic basketball. Yep. And he has one of the essential qualities that's necessary in a coach. He has great leadership. Tremendous. So you know, right now, things are looking good. But we've been here before, Eric. 
Eric, we've Eric, I was looking at the game up 3-1 out here in LA going all year, all of us kept saying all year, we hope that the Clippers and the Lakers meet in the Western Conference Finals at Staples Center. And by the look of it, it was headed there. The Clippers were up 3-1. The Lakers had already won. We're in the conference finals. The basketball community, the world was waiting. Who thought, raise your hand, outside of the state of Colorado, Mm -hmm. that you thought that the Denver Nuggets were going to win three games in a row? Even in game seven, I was like, they can't do it. No. I mean, even though they had just done it in the previous round, you didn't think it was going to happen. And, okay, and, 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 and Eric, they were down 20 or more points. Oh, they came back in each. I mean, game five, they were done. So and then Paul Millsap starts to get going, and all of a sudden, Den- Denver believes the Clippers hit this news button, and you're in game six. It wasn't like it was a close yeah. game, they were down 20 in these games. So, like, let me give you a 20-point head start, and then I'm going to come back and beat you in the playoffs. Now, I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, yeah, I was watching was just crazy. in disbelief just to see, like, you know, you know, you know how they say, you know, people love to see a train wreck? Well, I just wanted to see <laughs> because I couldn't believe it. This was, this was the, the accident on uh, the side of the 405 yeah, you know, that everyone like, had I to stop like, and look at. Like, how can you in the playoffs – Get down 20 points consistently and come back and win. In elimination games. Like, how does that work? Like, I just wanted to see, but they did it here. You get back to your question real quickly. I think the Clippers are a very good team. I think whatever issues they had, they appear to be or have been worked out at least early in the, in the season, there's a lot of basketball to play. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i still expecting this team to get to the Western Conference Finals. And I think anything Same. less than that, I think will oh, be a disappointment. Yeah. I think anything less than that will be a disappointment. And then I think right now, what's hanging over their head, no matter how well they play, whether they finish in first place or second place, people are still going to say, here we go again. People yeah. are going to keep. I think that's going to be there for them until, you know, until they until they quiet the doubt. Until they do that's it. it. So that's it. I mean, the but, the but, let's let's be reminded about something here. The Los Angeles Clippers, in the history of their franchise, have never played in the Western Conference Finals. Like that step has never been taken, dating back to the San Diego Clippers, and unless. I'm mistaken. When they were the Buffalo Braves with Bob McAdoo, they oh, were never that close oh. to the NBA Finals. Can I just say? Can I just so, say something? Can I just say something? Can I just yeah. say something? How good Bob McAdoo was? McAdoo can do. I just. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just we've got a that. we've got a new T-shirt for the year ahead. Uh, McAdoo uh, can I, do. I, I just, oh I, man, I, with, my dad with used a, to with, say that all the time. With right, with, my, with, right. an, with an outline of McAdoo. With the with the high with the high release, I think man, I think we gotta I think we gotta man, do a limited release. Man, oh, McAdoo man. can do can do. Yeah. So okay, uh, clo- closing up this topic, I, I just want your take on on one thing, and it's uh, to me it's a it's a clear thing that has helped the Clippers uh, be very consistent so far this season. And as great as Paul George has been, and as great as Kawhi Leonard has been, it's the addition of Serge Ibaka. 
and how he solidifies them in the front line. Uh, he's played, I believe, every game but one. He's about 12 and a half points, six and a half rebounds, 25 plus minutes. But to me, he's really been a um, just a, a, a great presence for them and has been as steady as ever. Quickly, what have you seen from Serge? And more specifically, what, what are his intangibles do for this team? Well, what you see here, you know, very quickly here, if we can get right to it. You know, Serge right is it. really... He's really made a mark in this game as a stretch five. You know, we were all looking at one point, everyone was looking for stretch four, stretch fours. Suddenly, Brooke Lopez comes into the game. You go, oh, these guys can shoot threes too. Serge Ibaka was coming off the bench, and he's always been athletic. He's always been strong. He could always screen and, and dive to the basket. And suddenly, he put a jump shot to it, and he extended it out to three-point three point range. He's a very unique player because he's a shot blocker who can also play pick and can play that game pick and pop. So it creates more space on the floor. And what you're seeing is teams are less willingly to come off of him to double team mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Now, the one thing I want to give the, the Clippers credit, Ty Lu and staff, is they're putting especially at the end of the game, Kawhi Leonard on the box and posting him up. Kawhi Leonard is so big and strong, he doesn't even – if you send a guard over there, I mean, it's like he just shoots right over the top of a guard. He'll yep. power right through a guard. So you have to double him with the big. Well, if Serge is shooting the three, then you have Markeith. I think it's Markeith shooting the three. Uh, Marcus. Is that Marcus? Okay. Yep. Morris, one of the Morris twins. Yep. Marcus Morris Sr. Marquis yeah, Marcus, from the Lakers. Yep. shooting the three at the four. And of course, you got Paul George and Lou Will and all the guys over there. So the stretch five has really added a dimension for them at the end of the games because they will have enough offensive players to create open shots. Montrez yep. is a very good player, but Montrez can't shoot threes. Okay. 17 and so in. that is what he has brought to the team for in-game execution. He gives them the spacing that's needed for them to be able to get a good shot because Kawhi Leonard, whether he makes it, that's another debate, but he has shown the ability, especially in late games, if he can get a good look, more times than not, he'll make that shot. Now, where are you going to double from? Because they have players who can all shoot to three, yep. which makes it a two-possession game instead of a one-possession game. So... I think that's what he brings. We'll see how it goes. And but right now they're playing really good basketball. Kawhi, Paul George, Serge Ibaka, Pat Bev, Morris, Kennard, Jackson, Zubots, Batum, who's been very good for them. Nicholas Batum. And I'm forgetting the 10th guy that I wrote down earlier, but they're 10 deep. Reggie Jackson. Vers yeah, I might've said him already, uh, but 10 deep and almost everywhere you've got um, defensive versatility in terms of switchability, matchups yeah. and the depth of these The only duplication this there, I think is Lou Williams and Kennard. 
it's kind of some du duplication there, right? A little bit, you know, little bit, little bit. Canard surprised you know, he's 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 surprised me as a uh, ball handler and facilitator. No, um, he's he's a little inconsistent right now with with the jumper, but we know he can shoot it. So yeah, he can shoot it, and I think good, there's some duplication good for there. Yeah, yeah, you know they they're both like combo guards of some sort. Yeah, Canard's um, a bit bigger, but yeah, there you know, and and you got to be able to defend. So the only thing that I will say about this team, which I've said last year, it's very difficult to win when you don't have a lead guard who can play downhill. Yes, you've mentioned that. They, and that's the only part of the game that I think at some point will catch up to them because when you get into the playoffs, you're going to have to defend these John Morant's, Steph Curry's, Damian Lillard's, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is looking good. Jamal Murray. Those players, you got to be able to defend them and you got to keep them honest on the other end. Patrick Beverly... He's a terrific defensive player. But you they can't have 35 and you have six. You have no. to be able to keep everyone honest during the game. So right now, they've been able to do it with the combination that they plan, whether it's Lou Will, Patrick Beverly, and Reggie Jackson, and, and Luke Kennard, and those guys. But at some point, when the coaches shorten their bench, they're going to have to – find a player who can play downhill because not only do you need to be able to score at that position, you need someone who can initiate from that position. Okay. They need someone who can, when the defense turns up, they can initiate when Schroeder and these guys start picking up when these guys extend their defense, they need to have a player who can also besides their two dominant scores to be scores and not have to worry about bringing the ball up. So I think that's the one mm -hmm. thing that I see that's a weakness with this team. But so far, it hasn't been a problem. Similar to what Rondo gave to the Lakers last year. Yes. Um, pivoting, literally, to the pivot. Um, PJ, do you know the last time until now, do you know the last time Two centers won the player of the month. Same month. You I know, know the but last it's been time. some time. I, I'm going to say it's, it's been over 10 years, though. I'm going to say Yao Ming and Shaq. I have no idea. Wow. Great guess. 2006, Yao Ming and Dwight Howard. Okay. Until January of 2021. The Joker yeah, and Big Joel Embiid, both player of the month. Both right now. I know we don't get caught up much on uh, awards, but... Both in the MVP conversation. Um, let's start with Joker. We've broken his game down before, obviously, but the Clippers started slow. I'm not the Clippers. The Nuggets started slow. Uh, they're now playing improved basketball. Um, does this guy have, I mean, aside from his vertical leap and, <laughs> and athleticism limitations, does this guy have limitations for just how good he can get at this position? It's it's just scary what he continues to do. Well, when you when you look at him, you go, okay, he's he's not the fastest guy, he's not the most athletic guy, but he's always in the right place. He's always in the right place. You know, you've heard me say this many times, Eric. I say he's the most charming player in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, he's in Star Wars terms, right? Because you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. He's like Count Dooku. He's just 
he's he's like Count Dooku. You know, he's just he's a gentleman about it. You know, he's like where else are you gonna see a seven footer rebound excuse me, rebound the ball, lead the break, and throw a bounce pass? Where else are you gonna see a guy shoot fadeaways off the wrong leg and you're going, that's okay. Where else are you gonna see guys, you know, he just throws full length passes and right on the dot. Like He's a magician. He is a seven-foot magician. He gets around his guys. He drives it, and you're going, well, he's slow. How is he getting around people? His pace, his space. I mean, the game is about pace and space, but he's somehow he, he plays fast. I mean, he's he's right in the mix. I mean, when you look at the Nuggets, they play fast. And Joker is – they're running their offense through this guy, and he's the slowest guy on the court. He yeah, it's pretty great. Is a, yeah, he 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 he's great. The thing I love about his game is like like Chris Mullen. You don't know when he's going to lose a step because he's already moving so slow. You know, you never going to know when he loses a step. So this guy could probably play this way for another fifteen years, and we won't even know it. It's a great he's going to age gracefully, and he is a player. I mean, he he plays the game in a way that you go. He can play in any era. He could have played in the 80s. Oh, yeah. He could have played in the 90s. You know, I would have loved to seen him play against Kareem. I'd have loved to see him play against Patrick Ewing. You know, uh, imagine, like, imagine him in the late 80s, early 90s, playing yeah, against I, I, all those yeah. bigs with his yeah. style. You know, like, wow. like when I watch him play, I go, the best probably – passing big I've seen is Bill Walton. I would just love to see Bill Walton in his prime and this guy in his prime playing against each other. Like there would be like black eyes out on the floor because they'll be hitting guards passing by, just whiffing the ball around. You know what I mean? Like those guys, the way he plays, I mean, he, it's, it's really a beautiful thing to watch the way he plays. Cause you like who runs a play for their big to like catch a ball on a curl. And this guy's like, He's touch passes, passes with his left hand, right hand. He's got slip passes, drop passes. I mean, the guy has every. I mean, he he he's he's really fun to watch playing because you're like, how's he doing this? Like, he's not jumping over the top of you doing anything athletically. So, you know, I watched him play Sunday night versus the Utah Jazz against Rudy Gobert, and he had like I think a career high of forty seven. And he was just incredible. I mean, Eric, he's he had the three ball working, he had the post game working, he had the mid gear range working, he had the, the 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 off the backboard. He had every part of his game was in sync. And I just think he's a star. He's a top five player now. He's a star of stars. Wow. You gotta double him. Yeah. If you double him, the guy is arguably a better passer than he is score. So you're probably better off just letting him play one-on-one. He's too big to, like, hold him on the box. I don't care. Anthony Davis can't hold this guy one-on-one. Okay? And then if you're too big, he can take you out to the three. He can play screen roll. He can play screen roll and dive. He can play screen roll and pop. You can run your offense through him. You can let him rebound the ball, run it on the break. I mean, Eric, this guy is a very unique player. He's a real, so, he's a serious problem. 
So another guy that you have to double, Joel Embiid. And we've been talking Sixers quite quite, uh, quite a lot. Sixers obviously playing very well. Um, what's the... what's We've talked about the conditioning. We've talked about how hard yeah. they're playing under Doc. What's well, um, I, I can tell you, you know, I I I I have been a huge, you know, I I love bigs, as you know, Eric. I I I love bigs. I I am. I always wanted to be a big guy. I I I I just the physicality, the way they play, the respect you have as a big, because you know, like like as a guard, Eric, when you and I play against each other, you know. Like, I don't have to, like, hit you. But as a big Eric, you and I both know we got to hit each other. I mean, think about that, Eric. You know, like, right yeah, now, but you go play you'd, the game. You'd, you'd want to hit me, though. Like, yeah, you go. Yeah, like, definitely. if someone hits you now, Eric, you know, you're, like, a little guard. So you you want to fight. Man, what's up with you, man? What's going on? You know, you got to start barking. You know, Bill Cartwright and Patrick Ewan, they didn't have that luxury. It was expected that I'm going to hit you. You're going to hit me. And, you know, that's the way the game is going. That's the way... I, I love that part of the game. I, I, I loved it. Joel Embiid now is not fighting to get the ball. The one thing that has changed about his game now is he knows the ball is coming to him. It's a great point. He See, he knows. He knows now he, he's the he, guy. He, there's no, he, there's no he, doubt. This is the difference between Joel Embiid this year and Joel Embiid last year. If Joel Embiid didn't have a good first quarter, Joel Embiid was a little bit selfish in the second quarter because he he wanted to get his touches. He didn't know when the ball was going to come back to him. Now, this is a game now where, yes, it's a three-point game. Everyone's focusing on the three. Joel Embiid doesn't have a good first quarter. Joel Embiid knows that he's going to get all the touches he wants to get in the second quarter, and he's playing the game with a level of patience that he didn't have in the early parts of his career. That's the difference. Okay? It's kind of like watching Showtime. Showtime was always funny to me because, you know, you got the highlights, and Magic would be doing behind-the-back passes, and Cooper Loop, and James Worthy. But when the captain crossed half court, no one ever shot the ball. That's the funny thing to me about Showtime. They always said Kareem didn't run later in his career. No, Kareem said, okay, you guys, if you don't get a layup, and when I cross half court, I better get a touch. That's what they're doing with Joel. Joel Embiid knows, and the team knows, he's going to touch the ball. And he's playing the game with a certain level of calmness and patience that he just, he hasn't displayed like this to this length of time. So I give Doc credit. There's no fighting. There's no denying who's going, whose team this is now. Because we kept asking those questions. Whose team is it? Ben Simmons' team. Is it Joel's? No, this is Joel's team. Joel is the anchor on the offensive end. Ben Simmons is the facilitator. Ben Simmons gets somewhere or he's near a triple double every night and ben and and, and joel mb he goes out and he scores he can he can score he can rebound and he's anchoring the defensive end so both of those guys deservingly so should be in the mvp conversation 
I know it's early. It's only like 20 games or so, but they're playing excellent basketball. And as a huge fan of the big guys, I'm happy that these guys are getting the touches that they deserve in this small, because it's a small game now, small ball. You know, small ball is fashionable. But I'm hoping that these bigs show that, you know what, they can play this new style and excel because it's uh, I miss watching the bigs battle down there. You know, I, I miss that. There's room for everybody as long as guys are, are, are skilled enough and athletic enough to uh, be able to play. And you think about like we've been it's been this incredible moment in time exactly how many years I don't know exactly but let's call it uh six years since the Warriors first title when Steph captured his first MVP we've had this great run of all of these tremendous guards and at the same time this new um crop of skilled big men are coming into the game and just doing things we've we've never seen before and it's it, it's great now that they're they're coexisting. So whether it's Embiid, Joker, um, hopefully Carl Anthony Towns uh, is back on the floor soon, and, and obviously wishing him well after the year he's had with uh, all of the loss in his family. But um, you know, even a guy like Clint Capella, who's not going to put the ball on the floor and make plays, is just starring in his role right now in Atlanta and putting up unbelievable numbers. So it's. Uh, it's great to see. Speaking of guards, um, we've got to talk about this for a few minutes. Fred Van Fleet, 54 points this past week. 17 of 23 from the field. 11 of 14 from three. Nine for nine from the line. The only other player that has scored that many points in a game while taking 25 or fewer shots is James Harden. So... How impressive is this from Van Fleet? And what kind of a message does this send to whether it's a 12-year-old, a 17-year-old? Like, your future in the game is not determined where you're at right now at a young age if you can keep working and keep just grinding it out. And Van Fleet is just this incredible example of someone who wasn't drafted and he's a champion and continuing to evolve. Well, game. yeah, everyone likes to say that. And that's a nice way of saying I was wrong. It's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Eric, I wasn't wrong as a scout. As a I, scout. Did, I didn't scout him. I, well, I as scouted scout. him in Wichita and loved okay. him. Well, there yeah. were, there were 60 other guys who were wrong because he wasn't drafted. This is going so That means there were 60 decisions. Yep. Where some teams passed on him twice. Some teams passed on them three or four times because I'm sure there were some teams that had multiple picks. Okay? You haven't scouted until you've been wrong. We were all wrong on him. We were all wrong on Van Fleet. Freddie has come into this league. He's not the most athletic guy. He's not the, the, the fastest guy. He's not finishing over the top of bigs. The fact that he had 54 points in a game. And I wouldn't consider him like a, a versatile offensive player. Like, it's not like, you know, he has a post-up game as a guard or 
he's an explosive guy where he can get around you, or he's like an isolation player. Like, how does a guy in today's game score 50 points? Like, like to me, that's an amazing accomplishment because, you know, if Steph Curry scored 50 points in a game, I would go like, okay, he had it going that night. Because he's, you know, he's a versatile offensive player. Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard, or James Harden, or Kevin Durant, or Jason Tatum. Those guys are versatile offensive players. They have a variety of ways that they can score. I can't say that about Fred Van Fleet. Like, I can't say that. Like, how, how does he get open 14 times in an NBA game? Because he, you know, the guy made 11 of them. Like, what was the defense doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched all... Doing? I watched all the highlights this morning. Some of them were deep, where the defender is like, go ahead. Okay. And Fred was that hot, and you're not going to pressure the ball. You're going to let this guy get into his zone. And it's funny, his first basket, they're down 11 nothing in the game in Orlando. And then it just starts to just slowly so, uh, build yeah, and yeah. slowly steamroll. And uh, uh, tremendous mean, performance. Tremendous performance. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, look, I, I didn't see this. Did I see the toughness and all the things? Yeah, I saw that. But yeah. He, yeah. he he he's been terrific. He should hey, bravo, young man, bravo. He has excellent leadership, and the one thing to all of the kids who are watching this, you know, it's one thing to say you're going to go to the gym and work hard, right? Mm-hmm. This young man has elite talent, okay? Sure. He has elite talent. The fact that he believes and he has believed in himself throughout this entire process, you don't just learn that. That isn't something that you go to the gym and you work on. That isn't someone you go and you go talk to some sports psychologist. Either you have it or you don't. Fred Van Fleet has elite level confidence. Once you lose your confidence, nine times out of 10, you never get it back. So I don't want people to think that they can go to the gym and if I shoot 2,000 shots of the day, I can do it too. No, that's not how this works. And I'm not here to, to destroy or try to Fred Van Fleet, what he has done, I don't know the numbers because I don't, I just like this, what I see. There aren't many, if none, has actually ever done this before. I can't think of another player off the top of my head that has scored over 50 points has never been drafted in the NBA, right? Hmm. I, I can't check that. Any. I mean, yeah, Isaiah, I Tom, Isaiah, like, Isaiah Thomas was the last player drafted, and he did it in a playoff game, but he was drafted. So yeah, I mean, have I to think, think about you it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like Gilbert Arenas, who was, but he was drafted. I don't yeah, know who, who was real quick. Who was the best undrafted player of your era that you played against? Does anybody come to mind? Say Ben Wallace. Hmm. Yeah, he came yeah. after you, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Was Mario Ellie drafted, or is he? Did he get? Did he go? Mario Ellie was he drafted? 
Or did he go CBA and then land in the NBA without being drafted? Remember. I can't remember. But I mean, I'll listen, check. that's a lot of points. But in today's game, you know, in today's game, you know, that's well, doing it, doing it that efficiently is is yeah, unbelievable. I mean, and obviously, when credit, you make a, so, make eleven, but, you know, I, I just the way they play today, you know, I don't, I just want to watch the game in today's lens, yeah, today's context, today's yep. game, today's game. That's probably equivalent to like thirty points because of the way they play. Like, you know, interesting shooting, loving yeah. threes, making eleven threes in a making game. I mean, he shot fourteen, right? I mean, 14. that's that's like a week's worth of shots in in the eighties or the nineties. That's like, I mean, but now you're regular seeing guys get up volume shots because of the way they play. So, but that's an incredible yeah. achievement. Bravo to Freddie. But I don't want the kids to think that if I go to the gym and work hard that I can do this. No. Fred is he's cut from a different cloth. And fair enough. And then that, yep. that, that that's I mean, what he's had to overcome to get himself in this position, it's easy to say and watch the end result, but let's talk about the journey to get there. Yep. But, and uh, not Ta- many people talented not many people. No, talented, determined, and and work ethic, uh, all obviously play a factor. I just think it's uh, it's inspirational and it sends a great message, regardless of what you're doing, regardless right. of what your craft is. Um, you know, the the schedule makers this weekend. I was looking for some some games to really dig into. Um, we've got Nets Sixers, which I'm excited about. We've got Warriors Mavs, two teams going in opposite directions, unfortunately, um, but. In our time left here, we've got a heck of a Super Bowl Sunday coming up, BJ. Mm. And I know how big of a sports fan you are. So, Chiefs, Bucks, and I'll I'll bother you for your pick at the end. But we are really about to see a unique, multi generational moment here with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and Tom Brady with the Buccaneers, and um. I first wanted to get your take on that and then look at um, how this sits with past Super Bowl pairings in the Super Bowl. I, uh, excuse me, past quarterback pairings in the Super Bowl. I hate to say matchups because Tom Brady's not out there defending Patrick Mahomes, nor vice versa. But uh, we've had some good ones in the past. But first off, um, just how much are you looking forward to in, in Star Wars terms, the uh, the old Jedi master with the young Jedi taking the field in Tampa. Well, and just and just remember, BJ, these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, that's this is for sure. Um, well, first, you know when you, I don't care what sport it is, when you see someone like Tom Brady, you just see excellence. You see it. You see someone who understands how to win games. You see it. Like, I don't know what it is, but you see it, right? When you, you've seen it in certain players. They just have it. When you look at Brady, he just has it. I don't know what it is, you know, in baseball or whatever. You see someone in business. You, you, you see that it. Tom has it. I don't care how old he is. He has it. Now, Patrick Mahomes is a very, very talented young man. Very talented. Defending Super Bowl champion. 
He's a winner. They say the best brings out the best. Now, I can't wait to see that because Tom Brady has shown the ability to perform under pressure in a hostile environment. And now he's doing it in his home stadium. Okay. Patrick Mahomes has shown the ability to perform. Now, he hasn't done it for as long as Brady, but no one can say that he doesn't step up in big moments. He's a big-time player. He's a, he, 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 and and, and, and yep. as, as they like to say, he's a stud muffin. He's a stud now. He's, he, <laughs> he's, he's big time. He's so that guy. now we have two players – we know their physical abilities, right? Tom is probably, ain't probably, he's at the later stages of his career. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this guy just no. doesn't, this guy Come throws the ball any way possible. He's, he's unreal. This guy's unreal. I mean, he, 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 he no fear. He, he, he going down the field, across the field, around the field. He just, he's, he's a gunslinger. He, but there's something about Brady, you know, that Brady is going to figure it out. Yeah. And I don't know how. La- and, when, and when was the last time Brady had this many Brady's weapons around beating, him? Man. Think about who, who's Brady beating already. He, 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 Aaron Rodgers and uh, oh, what's the other oh, guy? He beat, he, all on the road. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Drew Brees in New Orleans. Exactly. So and Drew Brees in their first game was. I'm blanking. Who did they beat I first? Don't know. But what I do know is that <laughs> Brady is going to show up. Oh, wa- uh, Washington. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Brady is going to show up. We know that. Oh. And you got to beat Tom Brady. You, 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 Tom Brady not well, going to lose and, a game. And the, and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs know this from the AFC Championship game two years ago. Tom Brady so, is not going to lose the game. You got to yep. beat him. So, I'm looking forward to it. You ask me who I got. I don't bet against greatness. I don't bet not against a- greatness. If I were coaching the game or I was playing in the game, I'm just going to not let greatness beat me because I have too much respect for greatness. So in basketball term, I'm not letting Larry Bird beat me because he's great. I'm already already saying he's – look, Larry Bird is going to score 40, 50, whatever he has to do to win in game seven. So I'm just going to double him before the pass even comes. Now, if Danny Ainge or somebody else scored 30 and we lose – Live with it. Live with it. Because I already know I have no chance with Larry Bird. And that's how I feel about Brady. And I'm sure that's why I got a lot of open shots because I'm sure that's how the other teams felt about me. He's like, oh, let BJ shoot it, you know? (laughs) So Armstrong or Jordan? Exactly. or Jordan? Jordan. Yeah. So Brady and Mahomes, they both deserve this level of respect. They're both great. You got to take away something. And when you play in games like this, I always look for the role players to step up in these moments. And in football terms, special Mm -hmm. teams or something will be the deciding factor of a game like this. Now, if you give Brady the ball with two minutes down six 
That's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. He's probably going to do something special. And if you give Mahomes the same, he's going to do something. So don't even give those guys a chance. Yeah, let's hope this is a one-possession game with uh, five minutes on the clock. Exactly. We'll see now, how it lands. See, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I got the food already ordered. Oh, what's I, the I, menu? I the Real quick, top, oh, top line menu got, items. Got, what do you got, got? The wings. I got the yams. I I I, I I'm good. I I I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I love greatness. I I, I I'm not a, sp- a sports fan, Eric, but I love greatness. I just love seeing it because. Yeah. It's more mental than it is physical. Like the physical part of the game, you'll see a great athlete. You go, oh man, this guy can jump more. This guy's fast. Or, but the mental part of the game, to me, is just fascinating. Because why do some players, what gives this guy Brady the mental capacity to be able to absorb this much pressure and stress and relish it? Yep. Okay. Like, like, some players are just comfortable in the chaos. And he is, I mean, God, this guy, what is this? 10th Super Bowl? Is that, is that what I heard? Something like that? 10th Super Bowl. Yep. And this guy, Mahomes, looks like he's going to, he seems like he could be here every year. I mean. I mean, Pat Mahomes, if he wins the Super Bowl on Sunday and wins the MVP, he, he would have, he'll have two of each already this early in his career. So I'm excited. At, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, and look at that team around him. I mean, look at look at Kelsey and Hill. Like all these guys are going to be there with him. This could be I, an I'm, incredible I'm dynasty looking, in the league. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to it. It couldn't so be real, more contrarian of of, 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 of style. So that's, that's a lot of storylines here. So real quick, I pulled out some pairings from the past. Now, do we first agree this is potentially one of the greatest quarterback pairings ever in the Super Bowl? Yes. No. Oh. You know, I'm too old to start saying greatest. Like, I'm just going to enjoy okay. Well, this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take yeah, you just, just gonna down one. I'm just gonna give you some others that I pulled real quick. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Big Ben, Kurt Warner, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Dan Marino. Oh, Terry, wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty Terry good. Bradshaw, Roger Stallback. Oh, that's really good. John Elway, Joe Montana. Oh, that's good. Uh, Brady faced uh, Eli Manning. Brady faced Russell Wilson. Brady faced Kurt Warner. Uh, the first one with the Rams. Um, Troy Aikman, Jim Kelly. But here's one that people forget, and this was a great game, and these are two incredible quarterbacks. Brett Favre, John Elway. That was that a great Super Bowl, which was Elway's first win uh, when I'm, Favre and the I'm Packers were going for their back-to-back. Because well then, well then, so am I. I don't know how much longer we're going to see Brady, but I, I, I have so much respect for what he's done in his career. I'm so excited to, you know, say Patrick Mahomes and what he's done at this stage of his career. You know, at the end, he may be arguably one of the ones that we'll say is maybe one of the greatest of all times. Right? We just throw that around now like it's nothing. Everyone's the greatest yep. of all time, but. He certainly has the hardware now to make this argument. And certainly if he beats Brady, oh yeah, it will be a huge notch for him in his belt. And certainly Brady 
you know, say one more time. This is this will be this is like Joe Mott. This is just like Joe Namath running off like this, <laughs> you know. So I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the game. I think it's great for football. I think the entertainment value will be here. Very rarely does it live up to the hype, but certainly, I just love to see when there's so much level of respect that the that you know these defenses. Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall for the defensive meetings going into this game. Like, what are you going to take away? Mm. Like, yeah. what are you going to take away? Like, uh, how do you like how do you game plan for Mahomes? Like, like what are you going to take away from the guy? The guy, he, he gets out of the pocket. He's got an arm. He, I mean, he's just. I mean, watch and, the and then Brown, you know he's Brady. Wa- wa- yeah. I mean, Tampa's got to watch that Browns film and figure out how they got to him. Um, because that's the first time I've seen Pat Mahomes look anything close to near human. Um, then man, the Browns were close. Oh man. Well, I man. can't wait. I can't wait. It'd be great. I don't know who's going to win, but I'm not betting against Brady. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And final thought, your Lions uh, oh. trade Matt Stafford, but get what a return. What was your reaction? I, you know what? I've been watching this for 53 years now. I think- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. That doesn't even sound good, right? I've been watching this. My 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 dad. Yo, God you know what him. I did? You know what I never realized? They haven't won a playoff game. My in dad the Super Bowl me, era. Yeah, yeah. My dad asked me all the time, "Why do you do this?" I've seen every move possible. We've traded a running back. We've traded a quarterback. We've gotten a new coach. We've gotten a new GM. We've gotten a new offensive line, defensive line. You know what? We will see. I'm just waiting for us to win a playoff game. I'm waiting for us to get to the Super Bowl. And it's when I think about it, it's depressing. Like, just by the numbers, we should have at least won a playoff game by now, right? I mean, even the Browns have. Come on. So. So can we make a pledge? Can we make a pledge? Can we make a pledge right now? So I've always said, if the Browns go to the Super Bowl, I will be there. Never been to a Super Bowl. I'm sure if the Lions go to a Super Bowl, you will be there. But if right. somehow, some way, the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns go to the Super Bowl, whenever it is, as long as you can walk and I can walk, we're going to that game. Well, we're going to that game. One, there's only one thing that's going to keep me from coming to that game. And I will have them personally deliver my body to show you why I didn't show up to this game. I don't have to walk. I will be at that game. Copy that. I've okay. waited. I've okay. waited my entire life. Now, I'm, a, I'm a Lions fan. You can't talk about the Lions. What I can because I'm a Lions fan. That's our lo- that's our slogan. We can talk about our team, but <laughs> you, you can't. Can. You can. Got it. Got it. Okay. okay. I, will, I, <laughs> I am a Lions fan. Good. I'm going to stick with yeah. our guys. Those are my guys, yeah, Honolulu Blue. We we all know what that is, Honolulu. and that's what we do. So we'll be ready. We'll strap them up, and uh, we'll be ready to go, and, and we'll we'll see what happens. But those are my guys. I'm, I'm rolling with my guys. I, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. I'm not. Nah, I'm not a Kansas City stick Chiefs with fan them. now. Nah, I'm not a Tampa Bay nah. Buccaneers fan. Nah. Hey, I'm a Lions stick fan. Stick with them. And, and, and stick with our guys and. But it would be nice. I'll be there front row. I'll be there front row. Awesome. I'll be there. The, 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 awesome. Because we're we're the only group that hasn't been to the Super Bowl. We haven't been there. We haven't been. To, we haven't won a game. Well, the Browns haven't been to the Super Bowl. The Lions just haven't won a playoff game. 
Yeah, well, we which is crazy. The Browns have won a lot of playoff games, just not recently. No, oh, uh, this was the first playoff win since January of '95. It's a long damn time. Lions, it's a whole lot longer. Um, great show today, my friend. I want a I want a a picture of the uh, catered buffet for Super Sunday. Text it over, All so right. I'll look out for that then. Special thanks to the team: Mike Lieber, Bruce Bernstein, Johnny L, who couldn't be with us today, but helped us with show prep. Um, Tom Phillip, our editor, who is uh, working the uh, D-League bubble. And uh, we have a a new editor to welcome to the team who I want uh, you to meet soon, BJ. Her name is Kristen Woolley, who is a very talented uh, multi-platform content producer who uh, is part of the, uh, like Coach Popovich has a coaching tree. And, you know, as you certified, I'm part of the... uh, the Van Gundy coaching tree, but she's yes, part of the are. Bruce Bernstein producing tree. So yes, you are. Uh, yes, it's very you exciting. Are. Special shout out for the great work that Kristen is doing. And uh, be sure to check out the Mike Wise show each and every Monday with the one and only Mike Wise. Tuesdays, it is full court with Fisher and Kay. Wednesdays, catch and shoot 2.0, Otto Strong, Aaron Berlin. Thursdays, buckets, boards, and walks with the superstar tandem of Monica McNutt and King McClure. Friday's Pure Hoops podcast with BJ Armstrong, yours truly, Eric Newman. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be healthy. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay pure. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.